Welcome to the Overrated Experience. I'm your host, Kyle Blunt, and this is episode 16, season two of the Overrated Experience. It's a sports betting podcast for those who are just joining us for the first time, and we talk about everything under the sun, sports betting, and guess what? You know, I'm learning as we go. You're learning as you go. We're going to put our cards on the table here and, and tell you we're not experts in any way. We're looking to grow as betters. But hell, come along for the journey. Come along for the ride. Continue to listen on every episode week to week. And you'll notice that uh, we're focusing not just on all sports. That's not what we're doing right now. We're focusing on the NFL at the moment, even though we got to start the NBA, NHL seasons. So you'll notice uh, we'll probably post two podcasts a week. One, which you can still listen to before week eight begins. And that is the Overrated Experience, episode 15. And we focus on the spreads and making picks that way. And pick our top five out of all the picks we make. And this episode is more to do with props, more to do with over and undies. And I'll give you those plays leading into your week eight as well. So what am I doing right now? I'm sitting here watching the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Thursday nighter. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just scored a touchdown with the two-point conversion to now move within eight, six points of the Buffalo Bills with 2.44 to go. Looks like Tampa has all three timeouts. Uh, some of my observations here is one, I know the new trend here is down by 14, and then you get a touchdown, you go for two. Uh, you know, I and even though a, an extra point, a kicked extra point will leave you back seven points. I don't know what the analytics is telling you. I know that you're probably thinking if you make it, you're, you're going to be in a position to win the next time down the field if you get that chance. And if you don't, the odds are you'll get at least one of two. I don't know. Like I, I'd, I'd rather kick the extra point, leave it at that, and uh, you know I'll take my chances that way. So, what else is going on? Well, what else is going on is, is that you have Mike Evans scored the touchdown, but it's his only second. It's only his second completion, uh, re- uh, pass reception, and I don't know if you can be successful in the long run without making Mike Evans the focal point of your offense, or at least as equal as Godwin as far as the receiving core goes. This division is up for grabs. The Atlanta Falcons lead the NFC South with a 4-3 four and three record. The odds are the Bills are going to hang on here, and Tampa is going to be back a game, plus the loss last week to Atlanta. But they're still in here. They have a chance to win the division. And you heard it first here on our season preview with Austin from Ajax, that we took a long shot and took Tampa Bay to win this division. Carolina's gone. They're 0-6. Their season's done. And then you have, uh, you know, the other contenders out there, Atlanta, you know, Tampa Bay, obviously, and New Orleans, who is sketchy at best. So that's my take. The Bills, man, they look like they're not firing on all full cylinders at all. Uh, Josh Allen looks great. Two touchdown passes. Ran for a touchdown. Does have a pick. Maybe left some points on the board. Field position. They've trapped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers deep many times, but they've let them hang around. They should have stomped them. And this game should be over by now. Right now, second and six. 2.36 to go. Tampa used their first timeout. Pre-two-minute uh, warning. And if you want live play-by-play, Josh Allen under the under center. Takes the ball, 
hands it off. No, fake, roll out right, and he's going to try to run for it. Dives down, short of the first down, and it should stop the clock. I mean, stop, it should keep the clock going, and the Buccaneers will let this run. No, no, they don't. They call a timeout, and they're not going to let it run down to the two-minute warning. So they're down to one timeout. One first down, it's over. So we'll see what happens here. I'll keep you updated and keep you on the edge of your seat, even though you'll be listening to this after the fact. You probably know what happens. Anyway, you can listen to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. Yes, and I'm segueing and I'm doing a poor job at it. I want you to join us on Twitter. That, that's what I'm asking. I'm being frank here. I want you to join us at Overrated EXPER2. That's Overrated EXPER2 to join us on Twitter. The links to join, to easily join X are situated in the episode details that you're listening to on your podcast provider. Also, our Instagram and Facebook page links are there. Please check them out. Please follow us. We're trying to make this thing grow and be a success. And I'd like to thank those who have tuned in to the previous episode, episode 15. And as far as from Australia to locally here in Ontario to our friends in the United States, I thank you very much. And looks like Bill's got a first down. This is... Uh, this is pretty much over. Two-minute warning, and then we're going to have a timeout remaining. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a mistake by calling that timeout. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about what we're looking at this weekend, week eight in the NFL. If I have my notes, for the 15th time, I've meant to bring my notes from my table to the desk where I'm at doing the podcast. And for the 15th time, I did not do so. I will have to put the headset down live. I'm going to take put the headset down. And you're going to hear me walk over and grab my pad of paper. Now, how professional did that sound? Now, I'm in hand with paper and notes and picks ready to go. I hope you have also grabbed your pen and your paper and made sure that you are ready to go here for week eight. So we're going to kick it off. We're going to talk about uh, some of the props. Not props. No, we're going to kick that off later. I like the props near the end. Over-unders, over-undies. We don't like unders, but, you know, we do got to take them sometimes, so we'll call them undies, tidy whities And we're going to kick it off. One of the highlight games at 1 o'clock. Actually, if you look at the full schedules, is it one of the highlight games at 1 o'clock? I don't know. Jacksonville taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the over-under here is 40.5, which I believe is way too low. I do like the way Jacksonville is moving the ball offensively. They're pumping out points. They walked into New Orleans. They held on to a victory. They had no problem moving the ball. Yes, the Steelers come up with big plays, but... You know, they're not the same shutdown defense as they once were. They'll give up yards. I don't think, uh, you know, the Trevor Lawrence is going to make the mistakes that other quarterbacks have made against the Steelers. I think they will be able to put up points. And Kenny Pickett has been moving the ball. He looked good against the Rams. He's getting in sync with his receiving core. And I think uh, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, I think there's going to be some points, at least 40 and a half. Come on. Like, you know, this is going to be a 20 what, 24-20 game going into uh, the fourth quarter. I, I don't see this game staying low. I, this, this stuff's going to happen in this game. All right, we move on. Divisional matchup, the Minnesota Vikings. Who are, these, who are these Vikings, right? Who are the Vikings? 
The Minnesota Vikings started off the season 0-4. They are now one win away from moving back to 500. And just in time for Justin Jefferson to return, not this week, but the following week. And they got the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers have not been impressive in any sort of fashion at all. And I can tell you right now, they may be the worst first half team I've seen in a long time. They do nothing in the first half at all. Zero. Nothing. And this is why, for the first time ever, not uh, record it, put it down, the overrated experience is going to take a first half under 20 and a half. Minnesota, Green Bay. I think Minnesota's going to put up points. I think Minnesota's going to move the ball. But I do believe Green Bay is going to put up zip, zero, like they did last week in Denver, and they didn't put anything on the board to the second half. They play ugly games. Uh, I don't see a change in here. So take the under, first half, 20 and a half, minus 110. Next game, we're going to look at the overrunner, and this time we're going to stick to the over, and that is Philly. That is Washington. Last time they met in Philadelphia, this was a high-scoring game. They went to overtime. I don't see this changing for some reason. Washington comes to play against Philadelphia, and I don't think it's going to change here. Philadelphia is moving the ball. They got the weapons, and I think uh, Washington will hang for a bit. 43.5, I think, is right in the sweet spot, but I think to get it done, they move over, and that's that's the way it's going to be because I said so. Now, the game of the day, potentially, depending on what you are looking at, is that we have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers coming off two straight losses on the road. On the road, Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol, so it's not even a guarantee that he's going to start this game. And we might have uh, uh, Sam Darnold backing up, coming in to start this one. But I don't think it's going to slow down the points. I think this, uh, you know, there's uh, Darnold's been there long enough this year that it will be a pretty good opportunity for him to use the weapons that are out there in the 49ers offense, minus obviously Debo Samuel, and put some points on the board and move the ball. And obviously the 49ers are hungry to come back home and start smacking some teams around after a a disappointing two weeks uh, in a row losing. But you also have the Cincinnati Bengals who have that miraculous slow start every season. And what happens is they come back and usually make the AFC Championship game for the last couple of years. So if you look at precedent and you look how they've been playing over the last few games, they've decided to make Joey Burrow, Joey, put the ball in the air, find you know Jamar Chase and his weapons, and that's what makes this offense go round. They're not a grinding team. They're a team with high-flying talent that needs to put points on the board. So they're going to be putting the ball in the air. The 49ers look susceptible against against Minnesota. Their defense wasn't as ferocious. I like the word ferocious. It was not ferocious against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins was able to put up over 300 yards. Felt very comfortable in the pocket. So... Maybe that defense is a little banged up. I know uh, Warner, uh, linebacker, middle linebacker, was banged up, but he finished the game against Minnesota. Is he fully healthy? I don't know. But there was no – they're not scared. They weren't scared in any way. And I got to see that continue. I think uh, Cincinnati will move the ball. 
Finally, fifth and final pick, the Chicago Bears in Los Angeles to take on the, I was going to say the Clippers. Wrong sport. My bad. I was going to take the LA Chargers at home. Yes, you think when you think of Chargers, you think of Justin Herbert, you think of points. But right now, really, do we? Do we think of points? We look at the Chargers. They kind of went flat against the Chiefs in the second half of last week. They didn't put up much against Dallas the week before. And yes, I do believe they'll grind out a win here. But 46.5 may be the 2022-23 Chargers that we're thinking of. And and was it uh, Bagel? Baggett? Bajant, whatever the hell his name is. The uh, Bears backup quarterback, now the starter. Had a solid game last week against the Raiders. But do you really think he's going to pull out a 300-yard game here? And if you're the Chargers, you have to think that you, you have to think that you're going to grab the lead in this game. And you're not going to do anything stupid to give it up. And you're going to play field position, get up by a touchdown, 10 points, and then grind this because you need the victory bad. So I like the game to stay under 46 and a half. That's an undies. All right. How do you like that? An update from the Bills game. It is over. Hail Mary attempt by Baker Mayfield, which was weird. I've never really seen it. It looked like either 15 guys were dragged down from the offensive side in the end zone or, you know, the ball just landed, bounced, no fingertips or nothing on the Hail Mary. I don't think I've seen that in a long time where nobody defensively or offensively put any body parts on a football Hail Maryed into the end zone which is weird and uh, something you don't see every day. But that's over. Bucks are 3-4. and four. They're going to be chasing the land. The Bills are back on the winning side. I don't know if they're going to catch Miami. I know Miami slowed down a little bit, losing to Philadelphia, but Miami is showing they're the more consistent team. And I, I just don't know if they're, the Bills are going to be consistent enough to, to keep up. But we're going to find out. And it's going to start this weekend. And we're going to head into the props. Week 8. Props, prop, 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 props. I guess I should probably give you my props record leading into this uh, this evening or weekend, whatever. Uh, last week, as far as props go, we were seven. Or sorry, we were seven and three. Sorry, we were three and four. We didn't have a good week. We kind of hit and miss, and, we, and Tyreek Hill didn't come through for us in the end there in the, in the Sunday nighter. There was a drop ball. Yeah, like he was one of the great greatest players in the game there. But he had a drop ball that would have probably been a 20-yard dash to the end zone that would have got me the yards I needed to get him that 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 prop and would have put pushed us over the 500 mark. So not good last week. Hope to recover. And just circling back to the over-under, we actually did really well last week in the over-under. Uh, out of our five plays, we, uh, we had three wins, one loss, and one push. So really good there. But we're going to head into the props, which is very interesting always interesting as you got injuries to deal with situational football a lot of factors that come into play here and so we're going to go for seven props and we're going to kick it off the philadelphia eagles aj brown aj brown receiving yards 88 and a half and you know he's had over you said five games where he's had 100 plus yards you know he he has been on fire. 
right? He's been on fire. Last five games, five straight games of over 100 yards. There, I don't know if you recall the game against Minnesota where Philadelphia could not be stopped on the ground. He was pissing and moaning to Jalen Hurts to throw me the ball, throw me the ball, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as that happened, later in the second half, they were targeting him, and it hasn't stopped. So I don't picture that changing here. A.J. Brown is one of the best receivers in football. He's going to put up points. He's going to put up you know, yards. I'm going to stick to the yards, but, I mean, even his anytime touchdown is plus 120, and there's good odds that he's going to be scoring a few touchdowns this weekend. But I'm going to go with the pick is the hundred. Sorry, the over 88.5 yards receiving. Next, we have a battle of top picks from last year's draft, and that is C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans visit uh, Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Panthers are terrible. They're awful. The only thing to watch is the development of Bryce Young and his in the Adam Thielen connection. That's about it. And i got to believe he's going to be pumped for this game, but I do believe C.J. Stroud is going to come to this game also ready to prove himself that he should have been number one. His passing yards are 239.5. I'm going to go with the over for C.J. Stroud. And why, uh, why I'm going to go over, yes, uh, pre, before the bye week, the Texans lost to the New Orleans Saints, and he only had 199 yards passing. But the previous five games, he was plus you know, 240 yards or more. So I like the idea of him bouncing back, putting on a show here. Carolina's not going to put, put up as much of a fight as, you know, a New Orleans defense. So 240 yards, I like it. Over. Interesting game of the day. Jets travel to take on the Giants. I say that jokingly, of course. And what do we have here? What, what do we have in this matchup? We have Tyrod Taylor knocking off the Commanders last week, 14-7, almost knocking off the Bills in another low-scoring event on Sunday Night Football. And then we have the Jets coming off a big win over over the... What the hell did they beat last week? The uh, Jets... Jets... Did they win? They were on the bye week. That's right, because their whole pitchers, if you watched uh, Zach Wilson, uh, people are pissing and moaning because he's taking pictures and vacationing with his girlfriend instead of, like, taking his bye week and, you know, focusing on football. Now, this is the part where people go overboard. Do I think Zach Wilson's a douchebag? Yes. I'm not going to blame him for using his bye week to, you know, live life. No. He's not snorting coke off a hooker's ass. He's going on a vacation and taking pictures. Who cares? Like, it's that. this is where it gets stupid sometimes where you become a sports fan and then you become a sports like irrational person. So it's just over the top. Nothing wrong with taking your bye week and doing what you do with it. That's the whole point. Get away from it, come back fresh. So I support you, Zach Wilson, you douchebag. So Zach Wilson taking on Tyra Taylor. The Giants are still a fraud. They're better with Tyra Taylor. There's I did I didn't think that would happen, but he's better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has done nothing. You know, pre-injury. Tyrod Taylor has at least moved the ball downfield and gives them their best chance to win. So I really think there's a debate, even if Daniel Jones is ready to go, that he's not your guy. And that sucks you sent him to a big contract because he's not your guy. But in this game, the Jets' defense, I think, is going to be way too much for Tyrod Taylor and the pieces of that offense. They're lights out, like they're elite defense. 
There's no joking around with this defense. So I don't think they're going to move the ball at all or get the ball downfield or he's going to have time to throw. This is going to be a slobber knocker. Okay, the Jets are going to make sure that they do as little in the passing game as they need to and focus on handing the ball to Brees Hall. But that's not where my prop play is going to come in here. Now, what usually happens when an offensive player pisses and moans that they're not a part of the offense, they come into the week planning to target that guy. All right, they're superstars. Delvin Cook is a, or was a superstar that's not playing like a superstar, has come out this week and pissed and moaned that he's not getting enough touches or any focus on the offense. And I think that changes this week, especially in a game where, you know, the Jets are going to want to squeeze out yards any way possible. Duncan, you know, little screen passes, passes to the flats, running the ball. Although I think Brees Hall, I was I was thinking about using Brees Hall as his over rushing yards, but he has, you know, outside of one big game, has a lot of touches, but really has to grind it out. Where I think that, you know, Delvin Cook's going to have a success is that if you take his receiving and rushing yards, you only have to get over 19 and a half. And, and again, I think they're going to target him to shut him up. He's going to break at least one for 15, 16 yards and at least eke out a couple more yards. So I like Delvin Cook, New York Jets running back, over 19 and a half rushing and receiving, minus 115. Minnesota into Green Bay. We talked about how horrible the Packers have been in the first half. But it's Kirk Cousins' world, and we just live into it. How do you like that? All right? All right, Kirk Cousins. You know, he's uh, up and down. You watch the documentary book of the quarterbacks. He's kind of a unique guy. You know, he looks like a hero one week and then falters another. But he's regular season, you know, MVP. He's a regular season hero, okay? And right now we're in the regular season. He has... The weight on the world, weight of the Minnesota Vikings on his shoulders. I think the team is going to allow him to just run and gun. Okay, David Akers has been a nice addition as a bat, like you know, a secondary running uh, tandem with Madison. But uh, I think Kirk Cousins is going to put the ball in the air here, and I do like him over 250.5 yards, minus 110 over passing yards. Kirk Cousins is going to go to the air, drop, play action, go. How do you like that? Right. Amy, go back to one of our no-brainers. I, yes, Tyreek Hill was asked this week that he may have a hip issue. He declined to acknowledge that he has a problem. Uh, I'm going to bank on that he's okay. And his eight, over-under is 89 and a half. And I think it should be higher. I think there's, you know, Bill Belichick did a great job, I guess, strategizing. Game planning last week to take out the Buffalo Bills and a guy like, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, uh, Diggs. Uh, but it's not happening this week. Uh, and, and again, he did it. He, he shut down Tyreek Hill in New England. But I think the Heat in Miami, the focal point is going to be Tyreek Hill. And I think he's going to have a few long ones. And he's going to be 100 plus. So that 89 and a half to me is a no-brainer at must, minus 110. Tyreek Hill is your boy. He's my boy too. Now we have a double play here with the Cincinnati-San Francisco game. And that is following the trend of what the Bengals are doing to be successful. 
And that is throwing the ball. Joey B, Joey Burrow, throwing the goddamn ball, throwing the pigskin. And who's he going to find? He's going to find 7-Eleven, always open. Jamar Chase, that's it. So I like Joe Burrow here to be over 245 and a half yards. And this uh, San Francisco defense is not what it was. All right? Not happening. So, or what it is, they're banged up. And uh, I, I think it's going to give every opportunity for Joe Burrow to get that ball in the air and hit his various number of weapons, including Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase, you want to win Cincinnati? You better look on the score sheet and you better look on the stat sheet. And Jamar Chase has 100 plus, 8 to 9 to 10 you know, targets, if not more. You have to make sure to keep the 49ers secondary honest. Let them draw flags. But if they don't, Jamar Chase is going to burn them. Right? They're going to burn them. Addison had over 100 yards against the 49ers. Why can't it happen here to one of the more superior receivers in the NFL? A generational receiver in Jamar Chase. Over 83 and a half. All right. Let's recap that. For the props, Philadelphia's Eagles, A.J. Brown over 88.5 receiving yards. Remember, five straight games of 100 yards or more so far receiving for A.J. Brown. Houston Texans take on the lonely, lonely, disturbing, pathetic Carolina Panthers. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Is C.J. Stroud's going to be hitting yards to prove that he should be number one. All I need him to do is take the over 239.5 passing yards. I think he does that. He's done it the majority of the year already. Delvin Cook, which you've never heard me with a play so far this year, bitching and moaning to the media about his role in the Jet offense. I'm going to take a flyer that they're going to game plan to give him a few touches to prove that he can do something. He's the Delvin Cook of the old with Minnesota. So I take over 19.5 yards, total yards, and that is receiving and rushing combined yards. Kirk Cousins, your boy, quarterback, Minnesota Vikings, over 250.5 passing yards, minus 110. No-brainer again. You you hear this name every week. Tyreek Hill, receiving yards, regardless of the hip, 89.5. He'll smoke that and be over. And then two bangle plays here against the 49ers. I like Joey B, over 245.5 passing yards. Their success is going to be through the air and finding their weapons. Jamar Chase is the biggest weapon that they have, and he's going to go over 83.5 yards, minus 110. So hit us up on Twitter. Follow us. Tell me my picks suck. Tell me they're great. Tell me you're writing them down. Tell me you're writing them down, throwing them in the recycling bin. Whatever you got to tell me. Put it on Twitter. Overrate it. E-X-P-E-R-2 or Instagram and or 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 Facebook. So it's late. I'm done. Pleasure's all been yours. We are over and we're out. Good luck in week eight. Love you guys. Bye-bye.